Hello, and welcome to the Sporting Chance Podcast. I'm Matt Maritea. I'm going to be your host. This is a podcast that's all about talking sports and having a beer or maybe two. So, thank you for stopping by, and without further ado, let's get to it. say uh it's matt maritaya again as always here on the sporting chance podcast we're back again whether you're listening to this morning noon or night welcome on to the super spooky special halloween edition (laughs) i swear that's the last vampire laugh i'll do and i swear that i'm probably lying But it is a special, special week here on the podcast because it's Eagles versus Cowboys. It's Dallas week. It's time to talk about our hated rival, the Dallas Cowboys. The team that has tormented Eagles fans far longer than any other. That seems to draw the ire and the hatred and the vitriol. So much more than any other team. So much more than even our division rivals. The Redskins, the Giants. The Cowboys are special. right? The Cowboys are a team that represented America. When Philadelphia was the place where America started. America's team became some cow town out in the middle of Texas. Is that right? I don't know. Probably not. But Dallas also really doesn't belong in the NFC East. Because they don't play in the East. But then again, the Cardinals used to be in our division. And things didn't make sense back in the day. But, this is a very interesting Dallas week. Because the Cowboys are probably going to be starting their third string quarterback, Ben Danucci. And this leaves me conflicted uh, on a personal level because as much as I hate the Cowboys, as much as I despise the Cowboys, as much as that blue star makes my blood boil, as much as there are few things that bring me joy as that little, as that fake like Calvin from Calvin and Hobbes sticker where he's pissing on one of the Dallas stars. Excuse me, the you know Cowboys stars, not the Dallas stars. I like Dallas. I mean, I like the Dallas stars. Heck, I even like the town Dallas from when I visited there earlier this year. I also am a huge fan, I'm a huge appreciator, have always and will always support the Italian-American quarterback. And young Ben DiNucci here is getting his first start. It's an improbable start. Is it wrong of me that I'm kind of rooting for him to not look like a flaming pile of garbage? I mean, obviously, I don't want them to win. I don't want them to even do well. I just want the kid not to, you know, not to... 
you know, obviously to get out of it with his health and to not look that awful. Because I just like the, I, I just like, I mean, I support the people, right? And, you know, the time of the Italian-American quarterback sort of has passed, right? We had Montana. We had Marino. Things were great. We had Testaverde for a while. Right now, we have Joe Flacco, who, you know, had his peak. Joe Flacco, Super Bowl winning quarterback. Yeah, there we go. But now he's a backup to Sam Darnold. Probably never going to play or start again. You know, barring injury. And Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo at some times has looked replacement level. We, Jimmy G is so inconsistent that we don't know what to expect from him. All I know is that Kyle Shanahan built his offense around running the ball, right? And Jimmy G is his quarterback. So that, you know, there leaves a lot to be desired right now when it comes to carrying on that tradition of quarterbacking, of being the gunslinger, right? But, you know, I I digress. The Cowboys are never going to win this game. The Eagles are going to win, but they have to do it impressively. They have to come out and show that emotion, show that fire, and show that they can roll over a bad team. They let the Giants hang on for far too long. In the last game, it shouldn't have taken a game-saving drive you know, from Carson Wentz. They couldn't dispatch the Bengals, who I think still don't have a win this season. Um, the Cincinnati Bengals. I really have to find a way to fill this, uh, you know, fill my Googling. I mean, the John Ross wants to be traded, who is one of their best players. And the Bengals are 1-5-1. and one. I mean, they may not win uh, again this year. It's not out of the realm of possibility. Uh, you know, they let... Washington come back and beat them. It's just, if the Eagles are going to start turning a corner as a team and being at least a a wild card level team, which even though they really should be the, they really are the favorite to win the division. They're a wild card level team right now. They they have to be able to put Dallas away. It it can't ever be a game. After the first quarter, it should be over. People should be kicking back in their chairs, you know, and, and getting ready to relax. You know, there should be no stress at all when it comes to this game. So that's really what you need from the Eagles, because you know they're going to have to run the ball with Zeke Elliott. You know, you know they have some weapons on the outside, but. It's a third string quarterback. You got to put some pressure on him, and you have to be you have to be able to convert on offense, right? You just saw them get handled by Kyle Allen and the Redskins, so it shouldn't be an issue, in theory. Over under slated at forty three and a half. I'm taking the under because I don't think Dallas will score a lot, and I don't think 
the Eagles will get more than 24 points. Um, and the Eagles are minus, well, they're, they're nine and a half point favorites. And I think Dallas is going to cover because that's just a ridiculous, I hate any score that's, I hate any score that's more than a touchdown. It's just sort of on principle. I'm not a huge fan of those numbers. But, so I guess in a way I'm picking against the Eagles. I think the Eagles will win. But I think it's probably more likely that the Cowboys cover than, uh, you know, the Eagles somehow cover that spread. But, at the same time, the Cowboys are 0-7 against the spread this year. So who the hell knows what's going to happen? All I know is that it's finally time for me to crack open this beer. Now, it's bottle, so can crackers, I'm sorry. But this one is from Great Lakes Brewing Company. It is an imperial red ale and is inspired by the original horror movie, Nosferatu. Now, Nosferatu was a silent film. It was super creepy. It, it, it was the original like retelling of Bram Stoker's Dracula uh, on the screen. And... Yeah, I have an appreciation for the Dracula stories and vampires um, in a way that I don't for most horror movies. Uh, I'm not really a huge fan of the genre, but the world and the stories that have been woven around Dracula and vampires and that kind of ancient evil almost, I've always found fascinating. I've always been interested in. So when I saw this beer... I had to grab it. So, got my handy dandy bottle opener here, and uh, there's the start of the countdown. It's going to be in three, two, and one. Yeah, not a great sound, but it's very satisfying to make that motion, just feel that sort of cap give way. Uh, it's fun. Now, this is Imperial Red Ale, so that means it's going to be strong. This beer itself is about 8% ABV, so probably a little bit stronger than I usually drink. And that has a, I mean, it's a beautiful, beautiful red color. I mean, you can't really beat that, and when it's... You know, called Nosferatu, that's what you expect. And I'll say that expectation is met. It smells great. Now this one, since it is an imperial beer, uh, it's going to have a little bit of that hop bite to it. That goes the underneath, that comes underneath sort of a toasty malt which is what sort of they're saying, right? So that's what I'm going to expect when I drink it. And I'll tell you about that towards the end. But right now I'm going to tell you about some of my bonus picks. We're going to give you three more. And I'm going to start with the Detroit Lions, who are two and a half point dogs at home against the Colts. Now, I don't necessarily love the Colts this year. And I think the Lions are better than people are anticipating. I think 
It's going to be a close game. I think they're surging with confidence after coming back and beating Atlanta last week. So I like Lions with the points. Take them as home dogs. The Las Vegas Raiders are road dogs, but I think they are a live dog against the Cleveland Browns, who are at minus 2.5 at home. So the Raiders getting two points on the road. They're a good team. Derek Carr is playing as well as he has in his entire career. Their defense is good. Give me some of the Raiders. And I'm looking at the Pittsburgh Steelers plus four on the road against Baltimore. I think they're better than Baltimore. I don't think the Ravens are a great team this year. I just don't like the feeling that I'm getting from them. I, I, I can't see picking against the Steelers. I think the Steelers will win the game outright. And I think the four points is just going to make it that much sweeter. So let's go with the Lions. Plus two and a half. We're going to take the Raiders. Plus two and a half. I love that number this week. And the Pittsburgh Steelers. Plus four against Baltimore. You're welcome. Wow, that beer's great. Moving on. Sixers made a bunch, a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of moves. Obviously, they've brought in Doc Rivers to be their coach, to handle everything. They also brought in his buddy, the former president, general manager, head honcho over in Houston, Daryl Morey. Maury has entered the proceedings. He's going to be a huge part of trying to get people here. Apparently, he was a huge part of helping orchestrate Doc's you know, coming to the Sixers because they wanted to team up. And he's also bringing on Sam Cassell and Dan Berg is coming. So they're sort of reshaping the coaching staff. They've reshaped the front office now. You know, it's going to be Daryl Maury. As the president, Elton Brand's the GM. You got Doc Rivers coaching. You got Sam as an assistant. You got Burke as an assistant. And, you know, these are all high quality, high character uh, you know, NBA guys, right? So they should be able to carry the respect of a Joel Embiid, of a Ben Simmons. And that's going to allow them to sort of you know, move on. And we're going to move forward here. And now I think is when you start to get the real expectations. For the Sixers, I was talking about uh, just today with a, a customer at work. Right, we're talking about it. this is an exciting Sixers year. Like they're for real now, because uh, of that upper level management, because of that high level coach. We're gonna see if they can attract a free agent, if they can make some trades, if they can really f- build out this bench and sort of figure out this Tobias issue and turn him back into the player he was when we first got him and depending on what they do with Al Horford but other than that that's sort of the the way we're moving right now so very very exciting stuff uh in Sixers land we're still waiting on trades and free agents and announcements and all that good stuff we'll see if it comes eventually but Sooner rather than later. We know they're trying to shoot for Christmas. We know the NHL is trying to shoot 
for New Year's almost. So, you know, we we got some things coming down the pike. The World Series just happened. The Dodgers won. I don't want to talk about it. Good for them, but the Rays blew it. And uh, there's so many different reasons as to why math just has to get out of baseball, which is almost counterintuitive because it's the only sport where math and analytics really has that much of a home. But I digress. It's also a big boxing weekend when I just took in one of the fights in um, uh, Jamie Magunia, Magunia versus uh, Terion Johnson. And it was a good fight. You know, Magunia, Magunia is a great young fighter. And he's going to keep getting better and better. And he's going to be fighting world champions sooner rather than later. And, and it's exciting. And you've got Usek versus Chiorza. You've got Javante Tank Davis versus Leo Santa Cruz. And it's... you got Danny Garcia versus Errol Spence coming up in a month. you got Mike Tyson getting back into the ring against Roy Jones Jr., Again, this is not a golden age of boxing. This is not boxing is back. But this is, I'm expressing an appreciation for what the sport is doing right now. And it's managing to keep on. And it's managing to put on entertaining uh, fights during the pandemic. And if there was one sport you would assume would stop just because they need the gate so badly. right? And it's hard to get pay-per-view money. Uh, with an empty crowd and, and a buildup. Boxing, I think, has done an excellent job of com- uh, comforting itself or comporting itself to the situation that it's been given. And, and I think that their show of flexibility is going to do them really well in the long run. Conversely, and uh, boxing is never going to be you know, the fourth biggest sport. You convert, uh, major League Soccer also has done very well. And they're going to be gaining traction. They're going to turn this thing in sort of a big five. If college football sort of already hasn't done that. But if you want to consider just professional sports, sort of a big five. Major League Baseball did such a terrible job with the playoffs. And with managing the players and the COVID-19 situation and not having rapid testing they're pulling guys out of a deciding game in the world series and then he's running back onto the field to celebrate and justin turner and it's causing a distraction it's causing a controversy we're not talking about the dodgers winning for the first time since 1988 you know we're, we're talking about justin turner celebrating we're talking about uh, testing coming back in the middle of the game we're talking about should he he have even been playing Major League Baseball has just gone out of its way to invalidate itself, you know, uh, in the wake of the Astros cheating scandal uh, from a season before. It's just a shame because baseball is such a beautiful game. It's such, it has such a storied legacy. And to see it being actively undone by Rob Manfred uh, is truly infuriating to someone like me who, who is such a big fan. Uh, of the sport and, and will always love it no matter what just because it's one of those things that sticks in your heart when you're if you're born with it if you're born into that type of family 
or you're born with that type of personality. There's something about baseball you just love, you just get, and that you'll never lose. But the mismanagement makes it really difficult, and it can cause real emotional pain watching you know, something that should be so great, that is something that should be celebrated. This should have been an accomplishment, getting through this uh, season you know, with, you know, some people got sick, but nobody got seriously sick. You know, they did the best they could in the situation uh, they were dealt in some respects. Looking at you, Miami Marlins and St. Louis Cardinals, but I don't know. Baseball just finds a way to overwhelm itself with mediocrity uh, these last couple of years. And it's, it is incredibly agitating. Uh, and I really hope that they can get it together one day, and one day very soon. Uh, I got a drink now. I told myself I wasn't going to get worked up over it. I wasn't even going to talk about the World Series. But there it go. There, there it goes again. So anyway, getting back into this beer... Because again, I, I don't have a ton to talk about today, so I'm just going to talk about this and then sort of wrap up. Um, eight point seven, eight. Eh, sorry, eight percent ABV, seventy IBU scale, so it's higher on that scale. But there's this maltiness that that gives it such a backbone that it stands up. It's not a hot bite, in a sense that you would expect from a vampire themed beer. But it's a nice nibble. It's it's a love bite. Really, it is a three point eight percent average rating on Untapped. And I'm gonna say that this just has that underlying malty thing that I like. I like a red ale. You know, I like that there has it has some strength behind it in, in the body of that beer. You can feel like hmm, this is more than a five percenter. But what you're not getting in hoppiness, I think you get in a little bitterness after the swallow. Maybe a bite, the love bite that lingers. I think this is a very good beer. Uh, I think I made a great Halloween decision getting it. Uh, also, they want you to know from the website it pairs well with root vegetables and red meats, which I can see. Uh, it sort of has that richness. That they have that richness to them that this will cut through, especially the red meat. I got to give this a 4 or 5. I mean, I really, really enjoy this um, coming out of the bottle. It's... Uh, it's I can't really fault it. <laughs> um, I wish I had five more instead of three more. Uh, unfortunately, it only comes in a four-pack. Um, yeah, I'm really happy with it. Just, I, I love something that has that full malt. I'm a huge fan of malt. The other day, I got the... I was at Shake Shack... Got myself a malted milkshake. I mean, I did, didn't need the malt. It's a black and white milkshake. It's good as it is. But I wanted it, so I got it. 
So 4.25, make it, try this beer if you haven't, if you can still find it, stow it for next Halloween. It's an it's an imperial. It'll probably last. I may take two bottles and age them, just for funsies. But remember, the Eagles probably won't cover the spread. Bet on them anyway. You like the Lions plus two and a half. You like the Raiders plus two and a half. And you like the Steelers plus four. We like what the Sixers are doing. We don't like what Rob Manfred's doing. We like that boxing has shown up and is not hidden away and throwing up, you know, garbage fights. Also, we like Leo Santa Cruz versus Gervonta Davis. Just saying. And we really like Great Lakes Brewing and Nosferatu. I mean, really, anything Great Lakes produces is a fantastic, high-quality beer. They're really one of the best breweries, probably, to start somebody off with. Right? If somebody's like, I- I've always wanted to try a porter. Can I get a porter? Get them a Great Lakes porter. Right? You know, just something simple like that. If you see Great Lakes in your fridge and you can't really make a decision and you're at the liquor store, grab some Great Lakes. Probably won't be disappointed. Anyway, you can find me all over the place at Last Out Media. Please check them out. I'm doing a ton of writing there. I really, really appreciate uh, the crew that we've got going on. We just I, just signed on John Barchard. We've got Vince Quinn you know, up in the organization now. Uh, as a website total, we're, we just crossed 20,000 hits. It's really incredible what me and the team have built there, and I'm just so lucky to be a part of it. You can find me at mmaratea22 on Instagram, Twitter, Sport Chance Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure you like, share, subscribe, rate, review, whatever it is on Apple Podcasts, uh, Anchor. Check me out on Medium, on Untapped. Uh, buy FNX Fit products and use the code Sport Chance, capital S, capital C. Um, I don't have much more to say. Uh, thank you, as always, for coming by. Have a good one. Cheers.